Welcome to Trail Talks, a podcast discussing the opportunities students have with career services. And now, from Utah Tech University, it's Trail Talks. Hello, everyone. It's been a while since I feel like I've been on here. Not that you guys would probably know that, but I was out on vacation for a while. I went to Puerto Rico, and I just had the best time. And you can imagine I don't want to be here, but I do. Um, I could so. You could have said that a little more softly. <laughs> uh, instead of saying, I don't want to be here, you can say, I was in Puerto Rico, and I really wish I was back there. Well, Because that, that means you want to be there. That's true. Not being here. That's Semantics, true. You know. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, so today we're talking about professional skills. I This is a huge topic that I think is valuable in every single stage of wherever your journey is at in your career. Um, so professional skills, they tend to be those, quote, soft skills that people have um, that really just translate into every single industry that you're involved in. And when it comes to... Um, those career skills, there's a number of them. You can go online and look at all kinds of different um, websites and people have a lot of opinions on what those skills really are. Uh, but when it comes down to it, there's a, an association. It's the National Association of Colleges and Employers. So NACE has actually told there they've heard feedback from colleges and they've told um, no, 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 getting it mixed up. They have gotten feedback from employers and employers have said, these are the specific skill sets that we're looking to have our uh, new employees have. And they've told those skills to colleges and then those colleges are supposed to be educating their, <laughs> their students about it. And so they call these the NACE core competencies of career readiness and not, I'm not, don't, you don't have to remember all of that. But the reason why I'm talking about this is because they've laid out eight skills that you guys should basically have at all times. Um, this is really helpful for freshmen that are developing those skill sets right now um, when you're in those classes that maybe you don't necessarily love. Uh, developing your skills as a professional, even starting in your freshman year, but also throughout your whole entire career. Um, you know, you could be an 80 year old person needing to develop these skills. It's a lifelong journey. Um, so we're just going to go through the eight of them and I will obviously comment and tell stories if I can remember my stories off the top of my head. I have notes, but <laughs> it's hard to remember sometimes. Um, so the first one is your career in self-development. I study this all the time because I have had a journey of... Um, Oh, I guess I'll share this because it's coming to mind. Um, I've had a journey of mental health and I try to, growing up, I had a lot of depression. And so my life, I feel like has been a constant journey and process of self-development. And so that's one thing that I've really strived to do is make sure I'm very aware of where I'm at and how I can be better. Um, so that's kind of just like my, my own self stuff. But when it comes to careers, I have always had, you know, crazy dreams of what I wanted to do, what I wanted to accomplish. And 
I never really knew and understood how to get there. And so that was one of the reasons why I, you know, changed my major eight times. I was in school for those eight years. I went to three different uh, higher education institutions and I ended up here at Utah Tech. Um, and so I, my journey has kind of been crazy and maybe someday I'll share that with you and you can even come and talk to me if you're interested about my story. So fascinating. Um, but really what that career in self-development is, is it's continual learning, having an awareness of yourself and then utilizing your network around you to grow. And uh, it really starts with having a growth mindset. And we mentioned this to, to freshman students um, in Trailblazer Connections, but we talk about um, how you can have a fixed mindset where you don't really want to, you just kind of are stuck in your ways. And then having a growth mindset is obviously growing. And, you know, I, you, could, you could probably even hear, and I was even just like on... I think it was on Instagram last night and I was listening to a video and they were just basically talking about how that's what education is for, is for, you know, you to get out of your comfort zone, to think about things in ways that aren't what you necessarily think they should be or can be. Um, and so you're going through the, the wheat to find the tears is essentially what this person was saying on their, um, on their video. But I am a true believer too that you should go through a process of figuring out who you are right now. What are your skills? What are your weaknesses? And being very sometimes painfully aware of what those weaknesses are. Um, you know, some of my weaknesses too, I don't like the morning and I don't know if I ever will like the morning. And so I've had to work my way around being able to function where. I can either go to bed in the in, at night, which is actually kind of funny because I had to get up slightly earlier than I needed to today, and I <laughs> couldn't go to sleep last night. I think I was awake until like two because I just couldn't sleep, knowing that I had to wake up slightly earlier. Um, it's horrible, but that's a weakness that I again am very painfully aware of. Um, some and then obviously taking into account your strengths, I think some of my strengths, I'm very good at organization and I'm also very good at seeing connections where maybe people don't necessarily see them. Um, and I love that fact about myself. Um, and within those things too, I think it's, you take into a, to a scope of who you are and really think that person through list out a, a bunch of words that describe who you are. And then uh, it's also coming to a fact of where are you going, the trajectory of where you're trying to go. And I'd mentioned this in a previous podcast, but, you know, we sit and look at this person of who we are right now and we get so frustrated and mad at the, the person that we are right now because we aren't uh, the person that we want to be in the future. Um, that person that we just love and adore and they've done so many amazing, awesome things and Again, we just get mad at this person because we're not there yet in the future. And so it's really just, again, taking into account the person that we are now, appreciating them, and then making ourselves in line with, I think I kind of understand maybe a general idea of my future self that I'm so proud of. Maybe what kind of skills or attributes do they have that I want to maybe meet? Um, because it's all about building that that bridge, essentially. Um, and so 
career and self-development, I think, is is so crucial because you need to take accountability. Nobody is going to make you be a better person and nobody is going to really give you your hopes and dreams on a platter. Um, there's rare occasions that things will happen like that. Um, but really, as long as you're and I'm I'm also maybe a vibes person. I don't know. But if you put the vibe into the world and other people that you surround yourself with, um, those opportunities and those good things will come to you. Um, so that's career and self-development. Communication is the next one. And in all things, do we communicate? Um, and even if you're just sitting, if you go to class and you're just sitting by yourself, you're communicating. Um, if you're going to class and you're, you know, saying hi to your teacher and sitting in a different seat, even you're communicating something. Um, I mean, even just the fact of like sitting in another seat, um, you could be communicating a little bit of dominance, you know, like I'm taking this seat and you might know some people that have just sat in different seats. And then you've always cringed when you walk in thinking, did they take my seat today? No, they didn't. Okay. And then when the fact they actually did, it's horrible. Um, but really communication is all about being able to persuade people um, to do certain things, to think certain things, um, to believe in you and your experiences. And I was a communication major. I actually studied this as um, in my bachelor's degree. And I loved communication. I always was so passionate about why people thought the way they thought and how they did the things they did and what their communication meant because of that. And so when you can persuade somebody to do something, and it's not like you're tricking them, um, but you're helping them see your point of view. Um, that is so powerful. Um, listening skills. That's also another thing. I think a lot of times too, we, we listen to respond rather than listen to understand. And so when you can take time to really try to see another person as they are, oh my gosh, just absolutely life-changing. Um, and then the last one too is kind of questions. How many questions are you um, like, are you able to ask and express questions in a way to learn new things? Um, that kind of pairs with that listening. But really, communication is verbal. It's nonverbal and even written. Um, and then you can think of so many other ways, too, that you're communicating. I mean, even in your online uh, social media, too. Um, what I love, though, is is nonverbal communication. I... <laughs> got into this weird like nonverbal kick for a little bit where I was studying and reading books all the time about nonverbal. And I even bought this one book. It was based on the, it's like a nonverbal communication dictionary or something like that, where he basically just goes, it's Joe Navarro. He goes through different um, like body parts and what they mean. And, you know, every single part of our body, you know, our hands doing things, touching our hair, um, folding our arms, um, kicking our legs. Um, I once read, and I, it's funny because I can't find this quote anywhere anymore, so I'm almost like second-guessing myself on it, but um, I felt like I had heard or read that the most honest part of your body is your feet. Um, and so just because if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and their feet is facing out and they're not wanting, they're not facing you anymore. Um, that kind of means something. There you go. Yeah. 
So feet are probably the most <gasps> honest part of the body. They will bounce when you're nervous or happy. They will cross. Uh, they will do that ankle lock and pull back when you feel not included in a conversation or a meeting. And your toes will turn up if you're seated and you get great news, among other things. So, yes, f- feet are the most honest. Oh, see, yes, I'm right. Okay, and it's funny because, like, right now underneath the table, I have my legs crossed and my foot is bouncing because I'm happy. <laughs> so, I, I, it's just so interesting to see, like, what our bodies do. And so, I mean, this is a nice, fun practice to do is just really pay attention to what other people's bodies are doing. Um, and it was like the, the way I got started into it was another Joan Navarro book, and it's called What Every Body is Saying. And it's just amazing. Okay. I feel like I'm taking too long on some of these, so I need to keep going fast. Um, the third one I want to talk on is the critical thinking. Again, this is another, these are all kind of just duh skills that you should have. Um, But critical thinking is really identifying and responding to needs based on situational context um, and obviously having a loyal analysis of relevant information. And this really comes into account when you're thinking about how you problem solve, how do you decide things, and then also how are you good at multitasking? Um, It's funny because multitasking in reality doesn't really exist. Like it's are not a real thing. Like you can't actually, your brain power can't switch off from one thing to another thing um, simultaneously. It will do that and it has to like restart <laughs> every time you switch things. Um, but multitasking can be done. Um, you just have to make sure that you're doing it in the right way. Um, when it comes to problem solving though, I think it's 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 helpful to understand again, how do you problem solve? Are you taking in all the information around you or are you making gut, um, even gut emotional decisions? Um, I think both of them are, have their time and place, but it's, I think it's also try to make sure that they seamlessly go together. That could be another good thing for you to think about. Um, and then even your decision-making process. This is one of our career coaches loves talking about the decision-making process. Um, But basically, he goes through this process of how a lot of the times when we are trying to decide something, and you can even think back in your mind of when the last time you decided something. Um, I, this is my example too. I went and bought a computer, um, Prime Day deals. I don't know how great of a deal it was when I did the Prime Day deal, but I really wanted to get a computer. Um, I needed a new one. I had purchased one prior to this, but it just did not function in the way that I needed to. So I was like, okay, I need something that does. Uh, and then I made a list. I needed it to do specific things. And I, you know, told myself I wanted to keep it underneath $700. Um, so that kind of took out a whole bunch of other computers. Sean is shaking his head at well, me. You don't spend $700 <laughs> on a laptop. You spend 1500 on a laptop. No. Yes, for a decent one. If you're paying $700, you are going to pay $700 like six months for another one. Hey, I just needed one to like tie me over. That's kind of all that I needed. Well, I'm glad you have an extra 700 around Christmas time to buy a new one. <laughs> and so um, I had like my budget. He loves tech. You can come talk to him about his tech. Um, but I had my budget. And so I had a list of all these things that I needed to accomplish. And then I went out and started looking for computers. And I also 
understand my limitations and understanding computers and gigabytes and all of those fancy words that people, some people are probably going to understand and say, yeah, I know exactly what she's talking about. And she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Um, I know exactly what she's talking about. I know she doesn't know what she's talking about. (laughs) Um, And anyways, so I made my decision based off that and I got feedback from people who actually knew what was going on. Um, But now the issue that I'm running into is that obviously I have people like Sean saying, I should have gotten a more expensive computer or um, my, my true issue right now is that I need to go buy a, oh gosh, see, I'm not even remembering what it's called. Um, a data stick, storage stick, flash drive. I don't know, but it needs more gigs apparently. More, more gigs. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk after the show. We're, we gotta, I'm making a list of things that we need to go over. Oh no. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's critical thinking. The next one, equity and inclusion. I think this is something that you're going to hear about a lot, and you probably are hearing about it a lot, but basically it's just about being kind people. Um, I don't know how many times I've you know, been excluded because of my green bubble on my phone. Um, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. It's the Apple bubble is green or blue, and then mine is green, so... Yeah, I've actually been excluded wait, wait. You, from you, some conversations. You don't because know of about it. laptops, but you know about discrimination <laughs> amongst the cell phone community. Okay, I know Apple people are so mean, but that's like a true thing. And I mean, it's funny because in a profession, I joke about this with my colleagues, but I think I'm like secretly kind of hurt that all of them in my office, and I think there's, oh gosh, seven people in my office, and they all have a. a an Apple phone besides me. And so there was a time when I actually wasn't involved in our work group chat because of that. Um, on a much more serious note, though, there was actually an experience I had where I, um, there was a group of, I, I was on a different team a long time ago, and uh, there was a group that wanted to kind of talk smack about I guess our work environment Um, and they kind of wanted to complain a little bit I think is really what the premise was behind that Um, and I have been and I guess I can be proud of this but I traditionally have been known to not be somebody who will complain a lot and so I actually was excluded from this um, group message as well Um, not because of my green bubble but because I just didn't participate in that environment. Um, and so they wanted to do something that wasn't very kind. And, you know, I was excluded from that experience. Um, so it kind of goes a lot of different ways because you can exclude people from a lot of different things. Um, but it really comes, I think, in your face is just understanding and believing somebody in their experiences. And then um, obviously use your critical thinking skills. These All of these are really tied in together, but using your critical thinking skills on how do you connect um, more with other people? How do you check your bias as well? You know, I have a thinking in in your mind too, what are you bias against or towards? Um, You could even be bias or against yourself. You know, I should be this type of person. They should be this type of person. They don't fit into my mold. And then when we should on somebody, I'm not swearing, I promise. Um, When you should on somebody or yourself, you're setting up expectations that put you inside of a box. And so that's really what we're trying to obviously prevent. Um, The next one is leadership. 
I think it's just, it's not just about being a leader. It's about being an example. Um, and so I think in your roles that you're doing right now, whether or not you are in a traditional leadership role, you have an opportunity to be a mentor, to be somebody that other people are watching out for and looking up to. Uh, and this is just, it's really helpful to think about the other leaders that you've experienced in your life and being consciously aware of how you're presenting yourself. Um, good leaders are good at all of these things of you know, communication, of developing themselves, of being aware of how other people want to develop themselves. Um, and so it's, it's so crucial to make sure that you think in terms of, I can be a leader today. How can I be a leader? Uh, the other one, so professionalism is the next one we'll talk about. This is the sixth one out of the eight. Uh, but professionalism encompasses, again, all of them. They're all, <laughs> I don't even know if I can like, it's so funny to me how they're all tied together. But professionalism is appropriate in the time and place that it is. I mean, if you were going into your math class and your teacher came in in yoga pants and a tank top, are you maybe going to question that you're in the wrong class? Possibly. Um, so think about how is your dress affecting the situation that you're in? There's, it's funny that there's some people that will dress um, for even virtual interviews in uh, their pajamas and they'll have maybe their hair on top of their head. There's some horror stories that go around that. Um, I think also, and I, I, it's funny that I sometimes have to mention this, but personal hygiene, please brush your teeth, please shower, please brush your hair. You, you need to be more specific. It's one thing I've noticed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I showered yesterday is what I'll hear. I brushed uh, three days ago. I'm fine. So some people, even though with personal hygiene, you need to be specific with them. Yeah. And then the question is, how do you approach the person? That's a whole different conversation. That's true. That's true. How I've, do you talk about somebody's personal hygiene? I've gone in and, and said, hey, uh, I don't know how, I, I need to be delicate here. And they go, what? I said, you stink. <laughs> go, what? I said, so delicate. I'm like, I can't think of any other way. So uh, uh, extra shower, wash your shirt. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Yeah. People can smell you. I don't know. It's a thing. Um, but that. And you can think, too, what are other things of professionalism or how are other people showcasing professionalism? It's funny that sometimes we think it's an age thing. Like when I get to 30, I'm going to be professional. And I mean, even those that are maybe sitting here listening at 18 years old, you think a professional is somebody who's 25. Um, you know, it's funny as me sitting in my uh, now I'm 30, actually. Yay. Um I'm sitting here thinking, are professionals, is that me or is that like a 40-year-old? I don't know. Um, but take into account what that means and look at other people and see how they showcase their professionalism. It is okay and it's perfectly fine. And I, I would suggest you find a mentor um, to help with all of these things. Um, okay, two more and I have two minutes. Here we go. Um, teamwork. Um, that's the seventh one. Teamwork you're doing them all the time. Think about how many group projects you've already done or are going to do in your college career 
that's basically what being a professional is. You're yes, you're going to have your own individual independent projects, but you're still going to have to work with other people. Um, even my journey of doing this podcast, I have included a lot of people and I even included somebody who's not in my department. So Sean, um, so teamwork is huge. And I, I know I've even experienced a loss of friendship in my freshman year of high school because of a a horrible front, uh, group project that went through. Um, and so communication, utilize those skills to make sure that those friendships, those connections are going to survive the group project. But think about too, what kind of player are you in your group? Are you somebody who's taking charge? Are you somebody who's listening to all the opinions? Are you somebody who's in the background just waiting for somebody to tell you what to do? Um, think about how you how you proceed in, a, in, in your team. Um, the last one is your technology. Being aware of what technologies exist out there. Like knowing what type of laptop to buy. Uh, that too, I guess. <laughs> it's not going to let me live it down. Nope. Um, but think about too, what are those skills that you're lacking right now that maybe the employers are wanting you to have? Technology has exploded, obviously since AI popped out, but also with um, you know COVID just turned and changed a whole lot of things. So there's a lot of jobs that are remote now. Um, but technology is constantly changing. And so it's up to you to make sure that you're willing and curious about those ex specific experiences that you're trying to have. Um, I was even self-taught on Adobe. So I'm kind of proud of about my, <laughs> proud of myself for that. Um, so I could go on and on about professional skills, but um, come and just talk with us if you want to. But, you know, have a good time learning about your professionalism. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Trail Talks, a podcast discussing the opportunities students have with career services at Utah Tech University. For more information, go to career.utahtech.edu. Till next time, this has been Trail Talks. This has been a production from a podcast studio.